All right, so congratulations. You've uh, managed to get your first uh, part-time super building. And so uh, you've gotten your agreement in place. You got your regular tasks. And, and a common question that I'm getting is, hey, uh, what's next? Um, is there any opportunity to make additional income at the building? There's plenty. And these buildings, part-time super buildings, um, where there's no uh, super on on hand or, or living at the building need no less of the amount of maintenance or the types of maintenance that occur in a larger building. So whether you're, the building's large or small, there's there's things that the building is going to go through that needs a part-time super. So that those things are going to be, for instance, um, you know, being the eyes and ears of the building, you know, um, uh, making sure that the vendors are in the building, doing what they're supposed to do, uh, fixing things that they're supposed to fix and, and, and your job is to supervise them. Um, troubleshooting, you know, making sure that the, that if there's a problem with the building and all of a sudden, you know, there's a maintenance problem, uh, the super is going to be needed to provide that sort of um, troubleshooting for that. And light maintenance work, uh, light repairs, uh, electrical, plumbing, those are also other areas that you can you can um, uh, take on and to make additional income. It all depends upon what type of agreement that you've made with the building, um, what they've what they've contracted you for, um, and everything else is potentially uh, something that you can take on as 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 side work. Um, and it's great value to the building because these shareholders or people, residents that live at the building need uh, uh, someone, a trusted go-to source for all their maintenance needs. Um, they want someone who is um, who's, uh, trust, trusted um, at the building. They want um, someone who is that one-stop shop for them so they can, any kind of problems, maintenance issues that, that they have, whether it's building that IKEA sh uh, furniture or... You know, changing that light bulb, they can have that. You know, they can look to to that part time super. Look to you as that as that go to. Um, so in in this in this topic, we want to talk about. Okay, you've gotten this job. What are the additional work that you can do? Um, what other value that can you give to these residents? Yeah, that's a great point because. Part-time buildings, um, a lot of cases, they pay for very minimal type of, uh, let's say, porter work. Mostly porter work. Um, they, the agreements focus on cleaning the streets, common areas, taking the garbage and recycles out. So depending, of course, all these would depend on the agreement that you made with the, um, with the building in the first place. But um, you have to remember, you um, a lot of cases, you're the um, you you're you're providing the cleaning services in um in a discount and not discount but in lower price because these part time bu uh, these buildings are too small that they don't need to live live in super. But actually, do do need some of the functions that a live-in super would provide. So you're doing that, but because you're not living in there, um, you're. It's. I think it makes sense 
for you to charge for these small repairs um, or not a, a irregular services they request the building requests and it's also good for the building to be honest with you um, yeah you don't have a live-in super but you you need someone to to look out for the building let's say for example if a if a vendor visits uh, also some of the small repairs that residents request if if you don't ask someone else well you got to do it so i i think additional work does make sense for the for the um, shareholder or the manager um or or the owner to to pay additional on top of the salary and also for for the super to charge it as well so it's a i feel like it's a fair it could be if it's priced right um it's it could be a fair and win-win situation for both parties right there's you know these uh residents may call in and 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 you've seen the residents calling and they need all this all this work done and they want that one-stop trusted source to go to to handle all of their maintenance needs so it definitely is a great thing to be able to provide all of these services that a building needs and it's great way for this the, the super to make additional income uh, from them i think there's a few things that we need just need to like watch out for um just for this part-time super to be careful about before engaging on these projects because um, your reputation as a one trusted one source one-stop shop um, go-to source super can really be hurt damaged if if this is done the wrong way right so we're going to talk about some of the some of the things few things about the additional work some of the things that you have to think before you actually start working providing additional services and what types of work um, can you do provide to the building and how to price it etc etc right right <clears throat> so i think we're gonna uh hit those things and let's get started Okay, so before we before we go into what types of work are available in the building for part-time super to take up, we want to also mention that um, there's a caveat to, to, to doing this and to doing this well and to being the, the go-to one-stop shop, go-to source for the building. And so um, one, you know, going through some of the things that we've uh, encountered in the years that we've been, you know, almost a decade that we've been doing this, we've come down to four top mistakes that, you know, supers make. So the four things, number one is uh, taking on too much responsibility um, and over promising um, and under delivering. And, and that 
happens when you know you someone wants something done you know that you're tied for time you know that you're you know you're you got tons of things on your plate yet you promise to do it because you a lot of a lot of part-time supers are people that want to please customers and they want to say yes so they'll say yes and what invariably happens is they'll get swamped and they'll be late to taking care of this they'll forget about it and that looks really bad and um having to come back having the 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 customer um ask where you are and start to get annoyed it's just the beginning because um what it'll eventually lead to is their lack of trust and you being able to um deliver on a yes i can and and that's that's a huge mistake so um it's hard to say no but one of the one of the things that i think we should all learn um and, and i think this is in personal life and professional life is how to say no when you can't do it because um it's better to um uh over deliver or um you know beat all expectations than to under deliver and to seem like you've uh carelessly or negligently um left the job open because you just have no time and and sometimes people feel bad super feel bad to say hey i can't I can't do this. It's just too much or I have I have uh too little time and um that ends up hurting uh the super. Number 2 is uh go beyond going beyond your comfort level and skills. So basically it's it's you know, if you can't do something, don't take it on. If you don't know it, leave it to an outside vendor. Um actually, I just, maybe I can just talk about that for a second more. A, a, going beyond your a lot of supers want to be able to be that go-to source for everything and they end up saying yes to everything and also they they have this sense of obligation to save the building money because and and of course hiring someone from the outside costs a lot more so they try to take on these jobs because they try to help the super uh the building save money which is a great thing and that's why we love supers and buildings have a have a uh tremendous value in in having great supers part-time supers on on their team but the problem with that is that you if you go beyond your comfort level in the skills um whether it's because you want to learn that skill or whether because you want to save the building money you end up um you can end up losing a lot more of your time you can end up making mistakes and also that can come back to you and your reputation being harmed and there's nothing There's nothing wrong with calling an outside vendor when you don't know how to do things or you can't get that information from your colleagues um fellow supers in the industry the, the the when you call in an outside vendor and the building pays more if you're there to learn how to do it then the next time you can give that value to the building and you've just elevated yourself into someone that can handle a problem that the building will will likely need in the future um so I would say uh um that money and you know look at look at outside vendors at people as in-house training for you it's training that the the landlord the building is paying for which is great because that's 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 a free lesson for you but it's also a value that you give back to the building over time because now you've learned an extra skill that you have so um so number 3 um be honest with what you're capable of and 
um, yeah, we want to take on all the all. We want to be that expert from the beginning. We want to be that the, the the knight in shining armor in the beginning and solve all of the customers' problems. But if you can't do it and you hit that spot where it looks like you've you've said yes to something that you can't do, or if even if you give them the impression, the customer the impression that you've you've said yes to something that you don't have the sufficient skills to do that will erode your trust in in your and your reputation and the, the you know if you make a mistake um either because you don't have the skills the proper skills or you've made a mistake because you just had a bad day and you you screwed something up stop and let the customer know um that you've made that mistake before you dig yourself deeper into a hole because um, whatever discomfort or disappointment that you give to the customer at that point is going to sure beat whatever level of deeper level of frustration and anger that the customer may feel when they find out that you've made that mistake, you didn't tell them and you've hit them or you just didn't tell them. So um, just to give you an example, we had a really terrible emergency in one building where at two in the morning we had a gutter leader that separated from a gutter um uh what do you call that the um there's a there's a i forget the word now the, it separate the, the the horizontal part of a gutter separated from the from the vertical part and you had a lot of water coming to an apartment a really um you know capable super came to the building came to the building and they um, they took care, you know, he took care of that, but in the process he ended up um, breaking something inside the apartment to try to reach that, that gutter. And eventually what happened was, uh, he didn't tell anybody, um, the shareholder found out, uh, shareholder knew that there was something that was wrong with that apartment and knowing that that part-time super was in that building last, um, connected the dots. What ended up happening was that they didn't see that awesome work that he did in the rain, in that thunderstorm, to stop that leak from from happening, they just saw that he made that mistake, and I think that legacy has lived on far past the, the benefits of of what he provided at that at that job. So, you don't, um, you know, that that's one of the things that when you take on these jobs, you got to be honest. Um, you have to um, be, uh, I guess, be strong enough or brave enough to stop when things get difficult um and you learn your lesson from there look if you if you made a mistake and it's cost out of your pocket you've learned your lesson and you move on it's better for everybody it's better for you because you've uh you've learned your lesson and it's great for the shareholder because they 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 want to feel like they can trust you people want that people want to feel good with you and and they the disappointment comes when they've been let down and that's not a good feeling for anybody. Number four is be flexible with your pricing um, as a professional. As you work to become a professional, um, learn how to um, uh, not be so stuck on your pricing. But, you know, a lot of supers, uh, part-time supers are skilled in other, other things um, behind the scenes. They may be professional carpenters, professional tile uh, masons um, tile setters they and what happens is that uh, when 
buildings experience a problem, they want to do things perfectly. And they want to do things like, like what they're the standard to the standards that they're used to. But in a part-time super setting, and I often see this here, but this may happen in other uh, types of buildings as well, there may not be a need for top-notch quality work. They, there is a B-grade level, there is a C-grade level of work that um, they want to pay for. For instance, uh, a bathroom in the basement of a building where only the super and maybe outside contractors um, go to. Um, when there's plaster work or tile work that needs to be there, it doesn't have to be to the level of the Taj Mahal. It can be done at the C or B grade. Again, guess what? C or B grade is not as expensive as an A grade. So um, I know a lot of the problem is, uh, you know, because there's a tremendous amount of integrity in this trade, a lot of part-time super says, I'm not going below, below an A grade. They end up pricing as an A grade, and guess what? They lose that job. And then you become known as a perfectionist that is inflexible, and they often start to look for someone outside um, the, 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 your, your circle. So you no longer become that um, go-to source. They start to look elsewhere outside. And it's always great to say, look, um, I have an A, a grade pricing for you, I have a B grade pricing for you, and I have a C grade pricing for you. And, don't, and that's what customers want. And for you to be a professional means that you're able to not only do A, but you're also able to drop it down to B grade and a C grade. And you don't lose that job, and you give the customer what they want. It's important to stand in the customer's shoes and to see what they want in this. Um, don't be selfish. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a sense of selfishness when people say, I'm going to stick with my own thing, and it's either my way or the highway. And believe me, we've seen it time and time again. They'll take the highway. And, uh, you know, they, you're, you're there. There will be a time that you can perform at your A grade, and that's when you can show all of your, your shining um, skills, skill set. Yeah. Like you go to a restaurant, what you want is like simple, just like small cheeseburger and fries and the waiter just keeps on telling you, you have to have the Kobe <laughs> grass-fed, uh, $50 per pound steak, steak burger and, you know, truffle fries with foie gras. By the way, I didn't introduce uh, Jennifer here. <laughs> I think I, okay. I may have left that introduction out in the beginning, but yeah, so... I don't, I don't want don't force it. I don't want to be forced to eat like a two hundred dollar meal in a restaurant, right? Yeah, Where I mean, I just just want to just eat a simple lunch, right? But a lot of one of the awesome things in the industry is that you have these guys who can do foie gras, foie gras. You know, you you have these guys who can do, you know, top notch yeah. steak. They're and amazing, um, uh, amazing people in the. Well, in, Trade industries. Yep, yep, and and that's one of the one of the best things. It's kind of like Shake Shack. Remember when Shake Shack came out? That guy, um, who's that? Danny Myers, right? He's the he's the owner of uh, he's the restaurateur of uh, Shake Shack, but I mean he's making burgers and he's he's kind of brought down the, the 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 high culinary arts down to everyday people who who love his burgers, and that's what you want to do as a professional. You want to. You're the guy. You're the Danny Myers of building maintenance. You have the 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 great 
skill to be able to provide them with the best, but you also have the great skill to drop it down to a C-level and charge for that. And remember, your, your, your value comes in being the first, the one go-to for the building. Don't lose that status by, um, by not giving what the customer wants. Always focus on what the customer wants and find a way to give it to them. And, and if you are a person that can do a grade work, you are feel lucky that you can provide that, but feel like um, get comfortable dropping it down to um, to lower levels. Okay. Um, okay. So we learned about the four things that we should right. should avoid, or you know, we we should try to think before we jump into a work, or be cautious about it, conscious about it. And the next topic would be, so, okay, I'm ready to do the work now. I know my responsibilities. I know what to watch out for. What kind of work can I do to make um, additional income from the part-time um, part building? Great question. So you're talking about light plumbing, light electrical work. So that's changing a flapper on the toilet um, for light plumbing or... Uh, changing a faucet or speedy valve and snaking a drain is actually one of the most expensive line items in the budget for a for a building so that's where you know drain clogs happen all the times in bathtubs and and toilet clogs and and when they hire an outside vendor for these for these jobs they spend a lot of money so a super uh, can be a great resource, a go-to resource um, for for this kind of work. Um, you have other light electrical is replacing a light fixture or replacing an outlet or switch. Ballast. I'm sorry. Ballast. 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 Yeah, it would be a ballast if you have uh, a light fixture that that has a ballast. Um, Halogen lights. Halogen lights inside apartments. Some apartments still have halogen lights, and uh, they need to be handled with care. And that's that's also an additional work that um, that a part-time super can do at the building. Um, you have so inside work apartments. So we talk from moving on from halogen. If they need furniture assembly or IKEA shelving or or something that needs to be done, that's additional work. Yeah, dishwasher. Di dishwasher, if you know it. Uh, appliances, if you know how to, you know, uh, even being able to to figure out quickly um, certain problems with an appliance um, is 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 that's also a great way to to make additional income. Um, calling in an outside appliance person for a resident is usually very expensive, and often they'll say you have to replace the appliance. Um, if it can be fixed, if there's something that they're overlooking that the super knows, that's a great way to save you know, hundreds of dollars, if not the cost of replacing that appliance. Yeah, it takes forever for a person to come too. Right, it, takes, it can take forever for a person to come in. And that comes back to one of the benefits of a, of a part-time super is uh, that you're able to get the, the service a lot faster than if you were to call an outside vendor. So you become that one-stop shop 
for shareholders and residents, you become the um, you become the the go-to, the trusted go-to source, and also your your the convenience of having you there and the convenience of having you at the you know um, uh, be able to respond fast and know the the preferences of the re the shareholders and the residents of the building, so you know how that door is locked and you know how how that shareholder wants her door closed or or uh, uh, how he wants his um, uh, lights left on in the apartment. So those are the things that people can go to the super uh, uh, for. So um, what else do you have here? You have apartment turnovers. So you have when uh, there's apartments that need, uh, have uh, renters that are leaving and a, and a new renter is coming in, apartment turnovers are a great way to make money, a fresh coat of paint. Um, things of that sort. You have um, tile or plaster repairs um, in the building. You have caulking. Caulking a bathtub is a, is a you know, that's a, one of the most regular, ongoing um, jobs that need to be done in the building. Caulking expires after a while. It goes bad. Uh, failing to recaulk will end up with a leak, a leak downstairs. So caulking um, a bathroom uh, it's a great uh, additional job. Um, you have supervision and simple access, uh, giving access to those um, vendors to the critical areas of the building, and then to be able to supervise them is another um, great way to make additional income. So that would be extra from extra hours of work on top of the hours that you promised to give provide to the building, right? Right. Well, it, uh, once again, it, it depends upon your agreement with the building. Um, they may contract you for for cl just cleaning and, and taking care of the, the, the trash and recycling. If if a building normally needs all this work um, during the course of the week, if they've hired you just for the, the cost of cleaning and managing trash and recycling, that may be a good thing because then you're able to earn to per perform these additional tasks for additional additional income. Sometimes they may ask you to make a price that includes certain things, A, B, and C, and then you would have to make the right price for that. But uh, uh, one great thing for a building to be able to just pay you for regular cleaning and trash and recycling is that it keeps the cost low for them. So you, you're able to meet their budget and you're able to keep the cost low, and they're able to hire you out a la carte for each each one. It brings the cost down for a building that doesn't need, you know, uh, a crazy amount of work throughout the year. That's a great way to contract with a part-time super, and then be able to to hire them for these additional jobs that we're talking about. So uh, you have, and for instance, like simple access. Sometimes for a building, being able to um, give access to a, an exterminator on a monthly basis or a sprinkler technician, you can. Some buildings they'll expect that to be part of the 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 regular duties where um, it's happening on a regular basis. So fit that into just you know whatever contract that you have. Sometimes that. that and, and I can understand that, but sometimes that can be additional work if 
all of a sudden that extermination becomes supervising, you know, 10 apartments, the exterminator inside 10 apartments to troubleshoot, um, you know, vermin issues inside them, that could, that could be a substantial amount of time that you can go back and, and I think that it will be reasonable for you to, to charge for. Um, okay, um, we can also do sealing mice holes. Sealing mice holes in there. So sealing mouse, mouse holes is another great opportunity, a great value. Not only a great uh, opportunity to make income, it's great value that you give back to a, to a resident because having mice running around the apartment is, is, it can be a nightmare for, for a, lot of, a lot of people. And the only way to stop mice from coming into the apartment is to seal those holes. And it has to be done regularly, meaning after a while, those holes will open up and you need to address them again. So being able to hunt for those holes know what kind of holes that you're looking for and to cover them is a great uh, value that you give to a resident and it's great income, additional income that you can make from a building. Also deep cleaning. And deep cleaning too. Deep cleaning as well. Every building should have one, at least one deep cleaning per year, if not more, where you're able to um, uh, go through in detail, clean, you know, the banisters, the, the pipes, the, the in the hallways, the light fixtures, and, and, and set a standard where the part-time super is able to keep, keep the building looking great throughout the year. Um, eventually, regular cleaning all heads downhill, and you, have, you need that deep cleaning to, to bring, it, bring it back up to uh, a higher standard. So that's additional income. That's not part of your regular duties. Or that's, you know, on, uh, as um, ordinarily in a part-time building, that should be an additional additional uh, income or charge. So carpet cleaning. Carpet cleaning as well. Um, so you vacuum the carpet. Vacuuming the carpet should be a regular task um, that should be done on a periodic basis. But carpet cleaning, where you're you know uh, giving a, a thorough shampooing of the rug and um, leaving a great smell, should be done at least at least in a, in a, in a small building uh, once a year, if not more. Any locksmith? So you're also this is light light locksmith work, or you know, I mean, this is an area where if you know locks, if you know how to install dead bolts, dead locks, um, those are areas that you can make additional income. If a door handle falls off, there's a, uh, there's a few different reasons why um, it's fallen off. A spindle needs to be replaced, or you know, those things. Uh, and once again, certain things you may want to just include that, like tightening the door, the door handle to the to the spindle. That maybe that could take maybe you know a few minutes. And if you uh, if you feel that you can do that in the scope of the time that you're there, then by all means, it's great value that you give back. You make them feel great when you don't charge for those things. Um, and it's pretty simple to do um, as a super. But if you're replacing a mortise lock set or installing a new one those take significant amount of work more work and that should be that can be charged at addition and you know when you make these pricing just uh, we'll go to pricing in detail um, at a later time but um, being able to provide that service do a great job and to give a a price that beats out um, the other vendors out there or it beats out the other options for the landlord and shareholder is a is what you're what you want to do. Also sanding, sanding the door. 
sanded doors so there could be other reasons why there's door problems it doesn't sh it doesn't sh usually it doesn't shut carefully uh, or shut um uh, smoothly and that could be that the door needs to be adjusted it may need to be sanded um i, j I would just say be careful with sanding because it's a one-way street for sanding if you've if you sand the door but it's that's not the issue maybe you should have adjusted the hinges um, you're left with a gap in the door that that a wider gap that's something that you you want to be very careful of. Um, also that, there are some seasonal seasonal things like snow yeah or there's snow shoveling uh, leaves yes in, yes in good. the autumn it's like a lot of leaves we're talking about a lot of leaves this is an interesting my opinion may 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 differ because if you're in a if you're in New York City and your your building is around trees most likely you're going to get leaves um, that should be part of your calculation in the beginning I think because the the theory with with regular pricing with these regular every you know like this weekly pricing that that is made is that you're 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 balancing um, when the work is uh, higher there's a higher workload and you're balancing when the, there's less workload some weeks are going to be harder than the others and that's going to be regular recurring symptom of of taking care of a building over time leaf blowing um if you're i mean unless you're talking about a substantial amount of leaf blowing or you talk about a large area yeah, like if there's a courtyard if there's a courtyard you could you could do it but i would say even then this is why a walkthrough in the beginning before you make a price is really important and not only that if you made the mistake of not including that um to set those expectations to to revisit that issue with the with the building and to reset those expectations if that if that require if that includes you adding on an extra charge for that every and, and, and to do it fast um, because once you've uh, you know from a from an owner's perspective they're thinking oh this is just every day it this is this is not something that's that's out of the blue or you know something that is 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 a surprise to you this is this is something that happens in the course of a normal course of the building right and you're supposed to clean the sidewalk this is what we contracted you for the sidewalk is covered with leaves once twice once a year during fall time or a roof or a roof and once again it only happens uh, from my experience it happens when the trees are above the roof that these leaves fall into the roof so that's one thing that you should check during your walkthrough of a building go to the roof and take a look are the trees around and if that leaf ends up um those leaves end up uh if there's trees up there uh leaves are going to be coming down on the roof so okay so you have to be careful uh you have to be um extra conscious of the environment when you <clears throat> when you make these agreements right you have to be aware of aware. right but um like let's say it's you know the basic i forgot about it or the basic fee that 
the the manager was asking for was just just very very low, and I underpriced everything. Do you think this may be um, an the it, option to charge this later? Yeah, I mean nothing is nothing is um, not renegotiable. I think what I'm talking about leaf blowing may be one thing, but I've also encountered landscaping like mowing the lawn, hedging, hedge clipping or trimming. Those are the landscaping that you brought up. I was more thinking about that where um, where those are those are regular seasonal tasks that uh, occur. I, I've had this in Brooklyn, uh, mostly in Brooklyn and the Bronx where um, someone needs to cut the lawn and to, and to manicure the, the, the landscaping. And if you're a person that knows how to do that, that should be part of your calculation, um, your regular calculation. If the building, unless the building wants to keep it separate and to say, okay, we just want it done, um, you know, ad hoc whenever we need it. And, uh, you know, we'll pay you a set price for every time that you cut the grass. Um, but that that's definitely additional, uh, can be additional income. Snow shoveling, which you mentioned, snow shoveling should, can also be, I think, can also be par charged um, as additional work because that's, the city mandates that you take care of the snow, whether it's holiday, whether it's the weekend, whether it's night, and you have to do it for the sake of keeping pedestrians safe when they're walking across it. Um, so... These are these are additional. These should be additional income, and the value that you provide to the building, we don't have to, we don't even have to go into the value that you give to the building because it's it's pretty self-evident. But um, you can, you, um, that that can be additional income for you. But don't don't buildings kind of expect for you to do those things, especially snow, or like light repairs? Oh, super can super can do it. Yeah, I mean, super, super usually does do that. The question is whether it's extra or not. Yeah, so it's, it's also about people's expectations. Um, and people just think the super's going to do it. Right, right. But in part-time setting, you're saying it's different. In part-time setting, it, it could be different. It all depends upon how you, how you structure it. They may so also you have to be really clear about the responsibilities before you start a building, right? You have to be very clear. And we can talk about yeah. if, how, you, how to make that clear. But I think, just going back, I think if it's a pretty bad snowfall, most buildings expect that to be an additional charge. One other job that I think people miss that you can, you can charge for, um, or one set of, thing, one set of uh, tasks, uh, and that's... Um, Contractor supervision. And you talked about that. No, no, I didn't talk about contractor supervision. Contractor supervision is actually, oh, I'm sorry. I talked about contractor supervision where a boiler technician, um, you know, comes in and, and he's, uh, uh, and you're kind of making sure that he does the work and you're signing for the right hours. But the other thing is uh, contractor supervision is uh, uh, just supervising contractors in the building that are working on the apartments. Usually happens inside condos or co-ops where, you know, they're, they're, they're doing this work and um, this construction, this renovation is creating a lot of dust 
in the hallways. Those are things that you should watch out for. That um, uh, that's the contractor's responsibility. But if you end up, this is fresh. Uh, I mean, this is one point of frustration for a lot of supers, part-time supers, because they're not supervised. They're not there at the building to supervise the contractor. And what happens is that when they get to the building, it's filled with dust, and that makes their work even more burdensome, and they get upset and frustrated. And um, they a lot of supers feel like that should be part of their regular task, but it, but that should, you know, that should be additional income. It should be clear in the agreement from the beginning that any contractor that does work where you have to clean up after them is uh, is an additional charge. Okay, so okay, so we explored about um, what type of work is there for supers to make um, additional income on top of the salary. Um, my next question would be, how would you charge that? So on the next topic that we, we're going to talk about is how to price things and how we'll have some tips on how not to lose money when you're making your contract with the building, your agreement with the building, and also when you're doing these additional work. And we'll pull up some examples that um, I've seen that where uh, contractors you know, are eager to provide this great job and then end up losing a significant amount of money um, down the road.